Hi everyone, to both CBC regulars and those visiting us, however you found your way to us, you really are most welcome. It's great to have you joining us. Actually every Sunday when we were meeting and when we will meet again in our gathered place on Sherbourne Road, we always had regular people. I can picture, if you're a regular person, where some of you would have been sitting. Actually I can picture where some of you would have parked your cars, but that probably says more about me than you and we always had people visiting us and if that's more the case at the moment online then we're so delighted by that. It's really great to have you with us. The song which might have been slightly less familiar to you that we've had before the message which has the line, Oh Lord of hosts, you're with us, is inspired by Psalm 46 which we've had read to us. You can pick up some of the same lines, of course. He breaks the power and bends the spear. He tells the wars to cease. The one who calms the wind and waves and makes my heart be still. Though the earth gives way, the mountains move into the sea. The nations rage. I know my God is in control. The oceans roar. You are Lord of all. The one who calms the wind and waves and makes my heart be, beat still. Be still. It's all there in that psalm. I picked that psalm today because, as Eleanor said in the introduction, we're starting a new series looking at prayer with the headings that come from Pete Gregg and his book, How to Pray, of pause, rejoice, ask, yield, pray. We just feel that it's good to get into a pattern of teaching now after having done a series of one-off messages before and after Easter in this unique season. We might not absolutely keep to it over four consecutive weeks. Things are changing so fast with COVID-19 and the news that we might still speak from God's word about God's world to us from a different passage if that seems appropriate on any given Sunday. When we look back on this lockdown period, and we will get to a place of looking back on it when we're no longer in it, people will want to review a whole range of things. So we'll want to review how our government did compared with other governments. Was our medical advice right? Did we get our communication right? There'll be documentaries, there'll be films, both factual films and romantic films and a whole range of other things. When we review our churches in that period and us, as Christians, we'll need to review whether we, as well as looking in and supporting one another, whether we looked up and whether we looked out at the greater needs and still existing needs in the world. And in order to look up, which must be our starting point, we need to pray. And in order to pray, a good starting point is surely to pause. You know when you have a remote and you find the pause button and you press pause? I wish I was good at doing static images to show you that more vividly. But you know when you do that, what you're doing is you're, you're leaving something to one side, you're going off to do some other things and you're coming back. But it all still sounds like really busy activity. Pause in prayer is similar but different. We have our busy lives. We pause and then here, even before we then fill it with the next lot of words, that in this case are words for prayer, we pause still and just recognise that we're before the living God. 
and ask him to reframe our thinking. In these times, we seem to need a foothold. We do need a foothold. And prayer and pausing to pray is that foothold rather than any particular activity. Psalm 46 finds it okay to be with God in times of trouble. I've read commentaries which say this psalm was written in a time of crisis and then follow up with some speculation as to what sort of crisis it was. Actually, it doesn't really matter what sort of crisis it was then, particularly, and maybe it's helpful to us and Christians all down the generations that it's ambiguous. Therefore, we can apply it to the current crisis that we're in now. Verses 1 to 4 talk about God being in charge of nature. Verses 4 to 7, that he's over and above the more powerful and more powerful than the attackers on the city at the time. And verses 8 to 11, that he's over and above the whole warring world. It's not just the Old Testament. It's... Um, where we look at the idea that God is over and above and that we're in a world that still has trouble and crisis. It's even in the post-Easter world of the New Testament and even in that post-Easter victory. There's a now and not yet aspect to our theology. The victory is there in Jesus and the resurrection, but there, there is still the reality of a broken world this side of Christ's return. So before anyone had heard of the coronavirus, or most of us, including me, had ever heard of Wuhan, which is quite surprising really when you look it up. It's, it's a city of three million more people than London. Shows how narrow our worldview is sometimes. Before we'd heard of those things, we, we still knew the reality of a broken world. And God stepping into that broken world, saying, God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in time of trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. So we pause and we find help and hope in that. Pausing is not particularly my strong suit. I can remember reading another book about prayer and having to review it for a country which is fairly close to Christians, but visiting that country, and I was having to review lots of books. And I remember getting to this book on prayer just as I was arriving in this country on the runway and reading contemplation, meditation, contemplation, meditation, trying to read it really fast as we were landing, literally landing the plane and thinking to myself, oh, Ken, that's a bit stupid, really. Just pause and be with God and go with what you've already prepared. I picked this psalm partly because Pete Gregg points us to it on his chapter on pause, but because really of the verse 10 and the words in verse 10, which you, you will probably know, he says, be still, the psalmist, and know that I am God. That's the pause we need. Reading the whole psalm fits our context, and I recommend you look back at it, and if you're doing Zoom small groups, then have a look at it together and see which bits apply to you. This is a season where we are all waiting. We're waiting for something more normal to be resumed. But just because we're all waiting, it doesn't mean that in that waiting we've found extra time to pause. Some are more busy than other. Some of us have pause forced upon us and we're more alone than ever before. 
But that still doesn't mean that we point our pausing to God. That's the challenge in today's message for us, if that's you. That we need to settle and find God in and beyond the muddle as we pause before him. Others of us have less pause than before. And we have to fight to find the time and the space for it. We are less alone than ever. We're in a crowded house and it's busier than ever. Either way, God is in our waiting. I read recently in my Bible reading notes that somebody saying, Alistair Begg, saying, waiting is part of life, our physical and spiritual life. We wait for God to intervene in our situation, to answer our prayers, to fulfil his purposes and for Jesus to return. But waiting does not mean inactivity. The Bible urges us to wait expectantly and patiently and with hope. Waiting purposefully, pray, grow as a disciple, be active, serving God, be available to him and for him to use. You have no idea what God is doing behind the scenes and what part your waiting will play in God's plan of salvation. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. That last bit from Lamentations 3.24, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. Sounds like pausing to me. I said this whole psalm is relevant, but for the sake of clarity, let me say what verse 8 is not saying, as far as I can see. Verse 8 says, come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. I am not saying that this virus has been brought to us by God. And I personally would be very wary of anyone saying God is bringing this pandemic. What I believe is that we're in a broken world. We're in a now and not yet situation where we wait for Christ's return, but we have the victory of the resurrection. And what our God does is he brings good from the bad in a broken world that he didn't create. He makes wars cease. I think the context of verse eight, when it goes on, is about God dealing with the enemies of God's people in that particular time when they're facing a real physical battle. He makes wars cease the ends to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire and so on. Whether it's something we find easy to pause or whether and whether it suits your personality or not, it's good for us to begin prayer that way because we're good at being fast at things and less good at pausing, so many of us. There's a book called Faster by James Gleek that says, we humans have chosen speed and we thrive on it more than we generally admit. Our ability to work fast and play fast gives us power. Yet we need to pause in order to check that we have first things first and ensure that our lives continue to hold meaning. Only then... Can we say yes without reservation and no without guilt to the demands and expectations of others? For me, I'm I'm busy still. I was busy before and I'm not complaining about that. I love what I do. And I'm busy still. It's just different. The lines between work and non-work are blurrier. And prayer is humbly pausing from activity. And often the best intro to humbly pausing is to humbly pause even before filling our prayers with words. For me, I think of when I drive a car and I park really quickly, because I've, I mean, I've not paused enough in the rest of my life, 
maybe you know what that's like. And you get out of the car and sometimes you can hear the water coolant uh, just come to a level before it stops. It's kind of glugging and, and then it settles. Something in me needs to do that too. We slow and we pause because we're not in charge and we recognise who is. The next bit of, even in this season of work, of online activity, of correspondence, shouts for our attention. Stillness and silence are the preparation ground for communion with our God. It's more about our souls being ready than God, who is ever-present, of course, anyway. Wild animals are more present at the moment, uh, all around us, in some settings, aren't they? Because of less traffic and less people around. Somebody on the Parklands Facebook posted a picture of a grey heron in our church car park, a pretty rare sighting. We more often see an Angus heron than a grey heron, don't we, in our car park. But um, there it is. There's a Celtic tradition that our souls are like wild animals. And like a stag um, or a deer or something, we are, we're coy when there's all sorts of noise. We, we're reticent to appear when there's activity. But, but when there's quiet and pause, then we come out and, and our souls are ready to engage. There's a reason the Lord's Prayer begins, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Before we start with any list, we pause to acknowledge who God is and that we're with him. I like prayers with energy, but it's good to pause first. For those of you who've maybe had a holiday postponed in this season, in those words, be still and know that I am God, there's a holiday there. In, when it was translated into Latin before English, the word vacate is there from our word vacation for be still. Pause, have a holiday from other things and recognise that God is there. It's also possible to read it as a strong word rather than just a soft word. Like you've got a child who's just frantic and not doing the right thing and you say, be still. And you have to say it quite firmly to get them to listen. It's possible that we need to hear it that way. It doesn't always necessarily mean stationary to be still. It's an attitude of mind. For some of us, it's easier to be on a walk and be still away from other things before God. One extra thought that often isn't quoted in the Psalms at all. That footnote that's there in three of the verses, verse 3, 7 and 11, the word seller. It's a notation that we don't fully know what it means, but our guess, best guess of what it means is pause. It could be a musical pause or it could be pause from doing other things to reflect on the words that have already been said. Sometimes pausing is the prayer. Sometimes the silence before the prayer is the prayer and he is there and it's enough, surely. When it says Jesus withdrew uh, to pray and he went up to, to a mountain sometimes to pray, do we think that he, he went to the location and prayed? Or do we think that he was already praying on his journey to the location? Surely both things are possible and true. This week, can you and I carve out some time to be still? 
And if we have too much time of it, can, too much time to be still, can we at least make sure we point some of that time to the living God? It's great if you can join in with the comments section of this blog and this website. It's one of the ways we go on dialoguing with, with one another. For me, it's like being at the door at the end of the service. You get to hear people's comments and, and feedback and, and not everybody do you get to speak to at the door, but a lot. And, and we all get to dialogue with one another over coffee. It, it's like that. The psalm is framed twice with the phrase, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. May that be true for you. We're going to have a song that many or most of you will know. Be still for the presence of the Lord. The Holy One is here. We already had the theology that here could be more than our church building. So picture you're here as your home and the home of your loved ones. And if you're doing work in a variety of places, still some frontline work, some key work, then it's that, that here too. We bow before him, we recognise that we stand on holy ground in those places, as well as that place on Sherborne Road. We recognise that he is the one with us in all those places. And we pray for all of us in the time that we're in, that no work is too hard for him. And in faith we receive from him. And the power of the Lord is moving in this place, our multiple places. Amen.